going to tell you about an uncommon spice that can dramatically speed up the metabolic rate and help with fat loss. Plus, it has a bunch of other benefits like making your breath smell fresh, act as a nootropic, and much more. Before we dive into the video, be sure to get my ebook on how to maximize your testosterone naturally. If you would like me to help you with coaching, links are in the description. Let's dive in. So a few fun facts. The spice is called cardamom. So cardamom often referred to as queen of spices because of its very pleasant aroma and taste has a history as old as the human race. It is especially common in the Indian subcontinent and is known for its delicious aroma, aphrodisiac properties, and it's also a common folk remedy to treat stomach aches. The most common use of cardamom in India has been as an excellent breath freshener. It is a common sight to see women folk as well as men popping cardamom pots to make their breath not minty fresh, but cardamom fresh. Semiole, a major active component of cardamom oil, is a potent antiseptic that is known to kill bacteria, producing bad breath and other infections. Pretty interesting. But now on to fat loss. So in this study, they fed animals a standard, but not an obesogenic diet. So which is important because very often they would give animals a specific diet with 40 to 60% fat, polyunsaturated fats to make them fat. So in this study, they weren't even eating an obesogenic diet. Their macros, 20% protein, 16% fat, and 46% carbs. This is not an obesogenic diet or a diet to induce disease or anything. Then they added 3, 6, and 12% cardamom to their diet. And here's what happened to fat loss. You can see that the red line here is the control that did not receive the cardamom. And then the three lines here at the bottom, very close to each other, was the cardamom groups. So regardless of the amount I got, it potently, to the same extent, inhibited fat gain on a non-obesogenic diet. So this is the final body weight. You can see how the body was lower. And very interestingly, food intake was higher. They ate more foods, but they weighed less. So they got a massive increase in the metabolic rate. So the per calorie food intake increased and in per, uh, per gram calorie increased. And then also fat mass was the lowest on the 3%. And then muscle mass was the highest on 3%. So it seems like the ideal amount is 3%, which is roughly about 15 grams for a human. So the frequent distribution analysis showed that 60% of adipocytes in the subcutaneous fat and the visceral adipose tissue of the cardamom fed mice were smaller compared to only 10% of the adipocytes of the control diet. That means the control group had this size, for example, and then the cardamom group had only 10% that size as their adipose cells. So it means that their fat cells were a lot smaller. And what this means is that smaller fat cells are healthier, whereas inflamed fat cells are unhealthy. It's uh, inflammatory. So hypertrophy of fat cells leads to an increase in free fatty acid release, which causes insulin resistance, a decrease in adiponectin, which improves insulin sensitivity, an increase in pro-inflammatory cytokines, increase in immune cell recruitment, meaning more inflammation, increase in hypoxia and fibrosis. Bad stuff when your fat cells grow in size. But when they multiply, but they say stay small, it's called hyperplasia. That's healthy. That means a decreased free fatty acid release, increased adiponectin, decrease in pro-inflammatory cytokines, reduced in immune cell recruitment, and decreased hypoxia and fibrosis. Right, so the smaller fat cells from the cardamom group was like really beneficial. Cardamom intake increased mitochondrial activity by activating a mechanism associated with increased AMPK. 
Here you can see succinate dehydrogenase increased. This means that mitochondrial function improved significantly with cardamom um, use. And then AMPK also dramatically increased in a dose-dependent response. So cardamom-fed animals presented higher oxygen consumption than controlled during both feeding and fasting. Like this is really important because anything that speeds up the metabolic rate will increase oxygen consumption. So if you are using, for example, something that only enhances fat oxidation, but your total oxygen consumption does not increase, your metabolism is not actually improving. It's not speeding up. It doesn't mean you'll get better weight loss just because you're burning more fat. You know, you need to increase the metabolic rate, which will increase oxygen consumption. And this is when you will automatically lose weight despite eating more, boosting the metabolic rate. So enhanced metabolic flexibility. This was also extremely interesting that by eating cardamoms, they had a very good metabolic flexibility, which means that they could switch from fat to glucose oxidation, like complete fat oxidation to complete glucose oxidation and back and forth. So during fasting, the respiratory exchange ratio, RER, of all mice was below 0.8, indicating exclusive fat oxidation, whereas during feeding period, the RER increased to almost one, attributing exclusive to glucose utilization as an energy substrate. So when you're eating carbohydrates, you're burning only glucose. And when you're in a fasting state, you're only burning fat. Most people are stuck in the middle. And even if they're eating meals or fasting, they're not really going to complete fat oxidation or to complete glucose oxidation, which means they're not really metabolically flexible. And the way they calculate that is a ratio between CO2 and oxygen, right? So the oxygen intake and the oxygen out. So with glucose, you're producing more CO2 for the amount of oxygen consumed, basically one to one ratio. And fat is the ratio is 0.7. So you're inhaling more oxygen and excreting less CO2. So the ratio is 0.7. And that's how they calculate it. So cardamom reduces adrenal size as well as cortisol levels. So diets with 3, 6, and 12% of the cardamom um, induce a decrease in 32, 26, and 36% of the adrenal size. You can see it was a nice decrease in adrenal size. And then also cortisol was much lower. Interestingly, only by the 6 and 12% group, not as much by the 3%, despite the 3% having more muscle and less fat. So this was just an interesting finding. So the most likely scenario what's happening is that cardamom has some GABAergic effects in two areas of the brain. And that lowers POMC, which is involved with satiety. So basically, food intake went up. And then in the hypothalamus, it lowered TRH and CRH, which leads to lower levels of cortisol, but also lower levels of T3. But the thing is, like, the drop in T3 was not a bad thing because their metabolism became so fast that the requirement for T3 went down. So TRH went down and T3 went down. So if T3 went down, it would signal in a negative feedback loop to increase TRH. But TRH went down, which means that the metabolism was so high that it didn't need as much T3. So in this hormonal state of low cortisol, they had an increase in AMPK, increase in lipolysis, a decrease in adipocyte sites, and then also a decrease in fat mass. So this is what happened in the fat tissue. And in the skeletal muscle, you have an increase in AMPK, mitochondrial activity, oxygen consumption, and fatty acid oxidation. So a boost in metabolism in the skeletal muscle. And then in the liver, same thing. Increase in mitochondrial activity, increase in oxygen consumption, fatty acid oxidation, and a decrease in lipid vesicles. Meaning uh, you have lower levels of a fatty liver. And then as a whole, you got an increase in whole body energy expenditure due to really fast mitochondrial function, improved mitochondrial function. So here's a few other benefits of cardamom. 
um, it lowers TRH, thus lowering prolactin. So elevated TRH stimulates the pituitary to release TSH, but it also releases prolactin at the same time. So by lowering TRH, you get less signaling to the pituitary and meaning less prolactin. And this might be involved in their aphrodisiac effect by having less prolactin. It has brain benefits by increasing the, uh, preventing the breakdown of acetylcholine, inhibiting monoamine oxidase, so you have more norepinephrine, dopamine, and some neurotransmitters. It increases BDNF, it inhibits oxidative stress in the brain, and it acts on some uh, potassium and sodium channels, enhances energy production in the brain. So it has a bunch of brain benefits. It has nootropic benefits and mood uplifting benefits. So it also boosts brain glutathione. So this was interesting. They had control group, paracetam, and then cardamoms. And then paracetam also increased brain glutathione. Paracetam is a nootropic with a bunch of benefits such as improving mitochondrial function and increasing ATP production as well. So it has similar benefits to cardamom. And then lastly, uh, cardamom is also analgesic, meaning it helps to reduce pain sensitivity. It's antispasmatic, helps against spasms, antibacterial in the gut, gastroprotective and anti-ulcerogenic activity. Specifically, if you're stressed, stress causes ulcers in the gut, and then uh, cardamom helps to stop that. So it has a bunch of gut benefits, brain benefits, metabolism benefits. So the lowest dose was roughly equivalent to about 15 grams for a human, and you can go up to 30 grams. So that would be about one or two, maybe three tablespoons of cardamom per day. Maybe you can split that to one tablespoon three times a day over the day for that metabolic boost. And then hopefully you can eat more and weigh less at the same time. And another benefit that I like about cardamom is that it inhibits estrogen reuptake. So the enzymes in the gut, certain enzymes, certain gut bacteria express beta-glucuronidase. And cardamom inhibit that enzyme, which means that the body can properly excrete estrogen and prevent you from being in an estrogen-dominant state. So cardamom has a bunch of very interesting benefits. If you've ever used cardamom, please let me know in the comments below how you feel on cardamom. And if you would like, maybe try some higher doses and see what pro-metabolic effects you experience. All right, guys, thanks for watching, and I will check you in the next one. Cheers.